Dwight, you can still change your mind. Listen, I know Houston seems like a great fit. You got Harden's beard distracting everyone from your average postgame, and Lynn and Parsons can't trash talk about your toughness because they are in a full-on bromance. No state income taxes. I get it. Slim thug fixin' you with bad bitches. I get it. Baby mama's only gettin' 20%. I get it. But if you, though, Kobe, was riding your ass, wait until you have a pair of post-legends trying to make you a competent post-scorer after your neglect of the art for nearly the past decade. Dwight, you can still change your mind. Come to Milwaukee. We almost literally don't have a roster. We almost literally don't have a general manager capable of making intelligent decisions. We almost literally will have probably watched all the teams in our division get better than us, worse than us, and then get better than us again over the last decade. You can literally be the GM and build a team like some 2K shit. No one will talk shit about you. There is literally no pressure. People are too burnt out after Packers season to give a shit about this franchise. Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Braun will be recognized on the street more than you will. People will ask you if you are a new linebacker for the Packers and you'll respond, No, I'm the center for the Bucks." And they will ask you why you are here instead of in Tampa Bay practicing your long snaps. How the fuck could you not want to play inside of this fucking thing? It looks like the fucking architect realized last minute there were no fucking windows in his original design. So he decided to compensate by fucking gluing a smaller building to it that is only windows. We could literally paint a mural to you on 90% of the building. Literally. Look at it again. I promise you, the other side looks even worse. Plus, now you get to play next to Drew Gooden, Floor Spacer, Larry Sanders, Shot Blocker, John Henson, Shot Blocker, Greek Rookie Guy, Freak, Gustavo Aon, Arm Sleeve, Luke Richard, Baba Mute, literally a prince of Cameroon or some shit, also was good at defense. Ekepe Udo, shot blocker. Ish Smith is a point guard. Nate Walters, racial diversity. Ursan, floor spacing and ethnic diversity.
think about your stats. I can see you averaging 35 and 15. You will be the first ever most valuable improved player coach and defender of the year award winner. Fuck. We'll bring you off the bench if you want to win six man of the year while you're at it. This is exactly what you want. Build your own team. No pressure. Have fun. Max deals until you die. No trade clauses. Player options. Amnesty yourself if you get bored. No one will even know you were here. Best case scenario. Build your own championship team. Worst case scenario. You win M-V-I-P-C-D-O-T-Y award. And amnesty yourself when you get bored and do this whole free agency thing some other year. Edit. Literally. Written by Uncle Stosh. I'm real confident. I'm sure everybody is writing us off. But, but, I see us winning the series in six. Brandon Jennings, 2013. Welcome to the Kane Violation. I'm your host, Sam Kane. Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks 2021 NBA champions. I love it. I really do. It's so nice to have new teams winning. I feel like that's really been the case this past decade. I know the Lakers won last year, but we had the Raptors, we had the Warriors win for the first time in a while, 2015. I know they kind of uh, had a mini dynasty there. Uh, no, it was a true dynasty, but uh, then we had the Cavs. The Cavs won. Spurs, always fun when the Spurs win. It's been, it's been a solid last 10 years, I'd say, for the NBA, besides those uh Kevin Durant Warriors years. That was kind of boring. We all knew who was going to win those seasons. But now it's been more exciting. There seems to be a lot more mystery when it comes to who's going to go all the way. Who's going to stay healthy? Who's going to get injured? Injuries are part of the game, let's face it. This is a legitimate trophy. I don't want to hear any asterisks. Or any of that nonsense. And uh, I gotta say, when you when you go back and look at the moves that the Bucks made, it's that Drew Holiday trade. That that was a gamble. It was a smart gamble, though. They had to do it. They didn't want to lose Giannis. If you have a two-time MVP, a generational talent on your team. You've lost in the playoffs a bunch of times. You've got to find out how you really can upgrade. you got to go all in. And they made the right gamble with Drew Holiday. Raptors did the same thing with Kawhi. It paid off. It does, Of course, it doesn't always pay off. 
But when you see teams making very bold, maybe even brazen moves, you got to look at trades like those and say, hey, look what happened with the Bucks. Look what happened with the Raptors. It all paid off. So the Bucks essentially turned Greg Monroe's. This was, I think, he signed in. I want to say it was like 2015. And they signed him to a a 15 million dollar contract, 15 million dollars per year. I think it was uh, three years paying him that amount. And uh, Tony Snell's extension. A lot of people looked at Tony Snell's extension like, what? Why? And it really wasn't that great of a move. He was way overpaid. Way over. He made 12... This was the final year of that deal. He made $12 million playing on the Hawks. Really not that great. He is an NBA player. But he's maybe a 10th... 11th man. But paid off because they turned that contract into George Hill. They uh, extended George Hill, re-signed him. They took uh, Greg Monroe's contract. They traded that to Phoenix. Ended up getting Eric Bledsoe. So amongst all these trades, we got some draft picks changing hands. And still the Bucks were able to draft some some pretty solid talent. They got Dante DiPincenzo. He was important. He was important. I know he wasn't active in the playoffs, really. He might have been active that first game. Or was it that first series? But he was important. He got them to where they were these past few seasons. That P.J. Tucker trade. Very important. A lot of people criticize them for giving DJ Augustine that contract, including myself. I'm assuming I did. I'm. A, uh, I, I. I don't know. I guess I can go back in the archives and see what I said about that signing. It's not a great signing, but what does it matter? They turned that contract. And DJ Wilson, who's you know, really a bum, let's face it. And what was it, Rodney Karuk or Rodion Karuk's in the deal? The Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Bad Boy there. And they got PJ Tucker. They got PJ Tucker. It worked out. And now, and it's great. None of these guys from this Bucks roster. Had a ring before this. When was the last championship? I can't. I can't think of the last NBA championship team that uh, yeah didn't have a player who had no rings before the series started. Because even like LeBron and the Heat back in what was LeBron's first uh, ring? It was twenty twelve. So who was on who was on the Miami Heat during that season? Well, Dwayne Dwayne Wade, he already had a ring. Even the Kobe's first ring. 
back in 2000, they had so many veterans that had rings. The Boston Celtics, the big three. They had P.J. Brown. He had a ring. Usually you have, even if your star guys don't have a ring or anything like that, there's there's at least one guy, one guy on the bench who's usually gotten one in the past, but this, no one on this team, no one on the Bucks team had a ring. And they, they played a small, small rotation. You have to, you have to. And hey, Chris Middleton, he's he's given me PTSD over the years with some of his shot making. That that guy's a killer. I've always said it to people, he is a killer. He's uh not you don't really look at him as a superstar, but he shows up. He shows up in big games. He is a great compliment to Giannis. And then True Holiday, uh, yeah, he had some bad games in the playoffs, but he's always bringing it with that defense. And then about as uh, the smart moves by the Bucks, Br- bringing in Brooke Lopez. I know he wasn't getting as many minutes in the finals uh, uh, series, but... He was huge for them. He was huge for them, hitting threes. Uh, how about at the end of Game 7? How be, I th- What was it, a block shot that he had towards the end when the game was down to the wire? Basically sealed the deal against his old team, the Brooklyn Nets. So great. And what they signed him for $3 million, I believe, back in... I think it was a 2017 or 18 offseason. I think it was 2018 offseason. Brooke Lopez had a, a bad stint on the Lakers. His value dipped very low. Bucks took advantage. And, I mean, part of it is that he just became a, a much better three-point shooter. But also he had the green light as well. They signed him, gave him the green light. They picked up Pat Connaughton, which very valuable, especially for the amount of money he's paid, like, was it $5 million? He's probably wishing he was a free agent this offseason. I think he has a couple more years on his deal. But he's going to be able to probably command maybe $10 million. Some Some team might give him $10 million a year. He was a rotational player in the NBA Finals. Those guys should uh, those guys should be paid some, you know. You shouldn't be getting chump change. Not that say five million dollars is chump change, Jesus. But I'm real. I'm really happy for this Ed Giannis. So likable, so likable. I've mentioned this before. Saw him play in his second NBA game. I don't actually really remember seeing him on the court. 
since uh, there was a lot lot going on. I was in a box suite at the. This was a Celtics Bucks game. Maybe I'll tell the whole story someday. But uh, yeah, second game ever. I I I always have those bragging rights, I guess. But uh, hey, no one knew who this guy really was gonna be. And uh, he is now NBA champion, as well as a uh, two-time league MVP. So shout out to the Bucks! Enjoy it, enjoy it, Bucks fans. You, uh, you never. I always tell people this: you never know. You never know when it's going to happen again. Could be another thirty years. It sucks, I know, but appreciate. The moment, appreciate this summer. Get get all the gear you can. Get the hats, the t-shirts. Represent, represent your city. Okay, so we'll continue the theme of the past few weeks. We are looking at uh, six NBA teams each week. Finding their most recently acquired player via trade. And figuring out whether this team should hold on to them this offseason. If they're a free agent, if they should re-sign them or not. What they plan to do. So we'll start with the Denver Nuggets. Their most recently acquired player via trade... Was it Aaron Gordon? Yeah. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, that looked like a really good trade for the Nuggets when they first acquired Aaron Gordon. So let's see. They won. They were on such a a, a long winning streak here. I'm looking at it's uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think it was an eight-game winning streak that they were on. The best game Aaron Gordon had was 24 points. This is for the, the Nuggets. He had 24 points against his old team, Orlando. That Now, I've, I've always talked about this when it comes to um, making lineups in DraftKings. Always pick out the guys that are playing their old teams. That That's the best advice I can give someone. Now, that's not going to help you win every time because you gotta you got to find multiple guys. But um, I will say, first pick, first pick should always be guy playing his old team. After that, I don't know. I've, uh, I, I, I've tried... To win in DraftKings, I I lose a lot more than I win. <laughs> Let's just say that. But uh, it, the most consistent thing is picking the guys playing their old team. Because they have something to prove. Something to prove. And they want to show off. Aaron Gordon had 38 points against the Brooklyn Nets. This was March 19th, 2021, this past year. So that was probably a big reason why 
the Nuggets wanted, uh, or, you know, really enticed them to want to acquire Gordon. And it, it was a good trade. It's just, he's not consistent. He's just not a consistent player. I'm looking at, he got only two points the day before 420. Um, 21 minutes. He He's getting paid like a guy who should be getting double digits and points every game, but he just doesn't. He doesn't. He uh, has shown potential. A lot of, lot of, uh, of Jeff Green to this guy. Reminds me a lot of Jeff Green. I think Jeff Green has actually had much better games in his career than Aaron Gordon has. I think Aaron Gordon's definitely going to be around for years to come. Is, uh, I mean, if his athleticism stays the same, then he takes care of his body. He'll be in the league for a long time. But, uh, how many years are left on his deal? Okay, so this is actually the final year of his contract this upcoming season. It's $16 million, so he signed a deal with the Magic, an extension that, uh, was actually going down in salary each year. So, uh, they, yeah, the ma- the Magic like structuring their contracts like that. They did that with Nikola Vucevic, where they'll pay you a lot of money up front, and then as each year goes on, it's less and less and less. Not by much, just a little. But that's good for the Nuggets. $16 million is uh, not too much. They can... Uh, I don't know. Should they extend him? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, look, he had a really bad playoffs. But what what else are you going to do? Are you going to I th- I think you're you're maybe better extending him on this contract for a couple years and Talking him up, talking him up, getting him to want, getting his confidence up, telling him, you know, he's wanted. Because who else are they going to get? They're in win-now mode. Don't have a lot of salary to play with here. Will Barton has a player option for $14.8 million. I I imagine he's going to pick that up. He did not have the best season. Um, Paul Millsap's free agent. Maybe he'll come back, probably for less. So, yeah, they, they should keep Aaron Gordon and possibly extend him. And... See how he does this season. See how he does in the playoffs. And if he sucks again, you just you get your draft picks together, trade his salary for someone better. Yeah. 
like the Bucks did with Tony Snell. Just keep flipping and flipping and flipping. That's what you got to do. Jokic is just an MVP player. You got to keep improving the roster. So, have Gordon stick around. Have him buy into the culture. All right, next team is the L.A. Clippers. Last guy they acquired via trade was Rajon Rondo. My old pal Rondo. He is under contract. This is the final year of his uh, two-year deal that the Atlanta Hawks gave him. $7.5 million dollars. See how Rondo did this uh, with the Clippers. Not not great from what he's... Yes, uh, he wasn't even playing in the final three games of that Phoenix series. I thought they should have played him a little more. Disappointing. I couldn't tell if it, it was that he just didn't have anything left in the tank or... If he was just frustrated with his role on the team. Or what. Because. It's always been my theory with Rondo. That he's he's only really given the effort. When he feels like he needs to. And he needs, he needs some serious motivation. To get him to play. You know really anywhere close to uh, the all-star that he was nearly 10 years ago now. Yeah, his, his last all-star appearance was actually 2012. He got the all-star nod in 2013, but he tore his ACL. <laughs> what the hell? Sorry, I'm looking outside. Some guy just was <laughs> driving his truck on the sidewalk. What the hell? I'm always seeing crazy stuff out my window. My God, there was a this like ATV gang that you know those ATVs that people ride. It was that and uh, like a bunch of motorcycles, like. Not not like legitimate motorcycles, but you know, like bikes that the Grubhub people ride on, the motorized bikes. And they 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 took over the street last night. It was crazy. People were recording it and everything. Someone's gonna get hurt one of these days, but whatever. I mean, not not whatever, but it, I don't know. I don't know what to do. What am, am I going to tell them to stop? Are they going to listen to me? No, they're not. Um, Rajan Rondo. I uh, yeah, I th I think I think the Clippers should move him. This this clearly didn't work out. They should see what's available this off season for uh, someone making seven million dollars or so. 
Let's, uh... The, the thing is, the Clippers, they got no draft picks whatsoever. Let's, uh, but let's play around here with this salary. Let's have a little, let's have a little fun. Look up NBA player salary. So, Rondo makes about $7.5 million. Who is in this range that the Clippers could look into, uh... Getting. They could go after Tyus Jones on Memphis. I don't think Memphis would want to deal with them, though, since they're in the same conference. Royce O'Neal, doubt Utah's going to want to deal to the Clippers. Who else we got? Chetty Osman. I don't think that's a good fit for the Clippers. DeLon Wright? That wouldn't be horrible. Again, I think the Kings are going to want something for him. Hey, we'll give you a Tristan Thompson. We don't want him anymore. I really don't know. There's not a lot of great players here. Sadoransky? He makes $10 million. Who else we got? Jeremy Lamb? Probably wouldn't start. Josh Richardson? <laughs> what the hell am I saying? Rondo would never go back to the Mavs. Oh, it's tough. I I I think he's gonna get moved though. I I just can't see them uh, wanting to to bring him back. Bye bye Rondo. And our next team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Who's the last player they acquired? I don't think they made a trade this season. Yeah, no, they haven't. They haven't made a trade in a while here. I'm gonna say it's Justice Winslow. Let's say it's Justice Winslow. He's been a disappointment. There, there's no other way to, to slice it. What? Let's look at. Uh, we only played 26 games this year. Really, 26? Didn't play in any playoff games. Got some extended minutes in on May 14th. 38 minutes against the Kings. But uh, other than that. Not much at all, which is uh, you know, really too bad. This is actually fascinating. He has 
a team option on his contract, so it's for $13 million. The Grizzlies can decide whether they want to bring him back or not, basically. I mean, what was what was given up in this trade, though? They gave up Jay Crowder and Andre Guadalla. I think there might have been... Was there a first-rounder? Maybe not. Maybe not. Let's, uh... Let's get Google up here. Justice wins the train. Takeaways from three. It, uh, I don't think there are any picks in the deal. So I don't I don't know, I don't want to bore you guys here, but if if the Grizzlies did give up any kind of first round pick or anything like that, maybe even like a really good second round pick, I think what they'll do is bring him back just to make sure, just to make sure that they're not uh gonna uh, you know, waste a pick. And uh I mean if if they didn't give up any substantial value, if it was just Iguodala and Jay Crowder that they they put in to get Winslow, then uh I I think I think he's gone. Winslow's gone. They are better off just trying to uh pry some other player away with their cap space. I've heard they're interested in Evan Fournier. There's going to be a lot of trades going on this draft, this offseason. I mean, they say that every offseason. And I almost, I almost feel like, you know, one of these, one of these years we're going to get let down. Because every offseason since I want to say 2016 has been pretty crazy I'd say in terms of player movement whether it's trades or free agency maybe 2015 also every off season's entertaining for the most part there hasn't really been a boring off season in a while maybe it was 2013 or 14 no 2014 LeBron goes to the Cavs so, something's going on every off season, but uh, yeah, the rumors are saying that there's going to be so many trades because there's not many good free agents, and uh, you know, I think it's also because everything's wide open. There's really no juggernaut team like the. Uh, the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry warriors that people have to worry about. If you're, I mean, the, the Atlanta Hawks made the conference finals last year. They were terrible the previous three years. If, you, if you're somewhat competitive, you might as well just make some bold moves to be more competitive. 
Go for it. These draft picks, eh. Eh. Do you really need them? Do you really need them? Or could you just get a good player? I think it's if if you already have like a top 10 player on your team, then you really got to go all in. Like Celtics. Celtics had Tatum. I don't think Tatum's top 10. He's probably top 20. It's got to be top 20. But yeah, they they're like, you know, screw it. Like we don't have time to develop, guys. We got to get good now. We don't we don't have time. Aaron Neesmith, come on. So I think I think they're gonna let Winslow go. That's what I'm saying. Got a little sidetracked there. Let's do the Miami Heat. Who was the last guy they got the trade deadline? Who was it? Well, it was Victor Oladipo. This is gonna be a there's gonna be a lot happening with Miami this off season because they have Victor Oladipo, who's a free agent, player options on both Iguodala and Goran Dragic. Trevor Ariza's a free agent. Let's see. They have... They they got room for another max slot. They really do. The question is whether they want to re-sign Nunn or Robinson. Talked about that in another podcast from, what, like a month and a half ago at this point? We'll see what happens. I, I uh, 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 First of all, there's no way you're bringing back Victor Oladipo for $21 million. I don't even know what he's going to get this offseason. I don't think it's going to be much, though. This is not a good time for him to be a free agent after getting injured. He played four games with the Heat. He was he had some solid games with the Rockets. So the guy can play, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think you want to pay this guy a lot. A lot of injury questions. Someone's definitely going to roll the dice, though. It's just... It's interesting to see who. Interesting to think about who might do it. If I were the Heat, I I don't think I would. I don't I don't think he's coming because he Oladipo is gonna want. I'm gonna say he's gonna want at least like ten to fifteen million dollars next year. Like he he might just sign a one year deal. Try and go to a team where he's gonna get a ton of playing time, just to, to show that he can ball. And then uh, that's that. And I don't think that will be the case with the Heat. The Heat aren't going to give them a ton of playing time. I don't think so. Maybe. Who knows? My prediction, he doesn't go back to the Heat. I'm just going to say that. 
I do want to see if I'm right about any of these. Indiana Pacers up next. Who's the last guy they got? The trade deadline. I don't think they got anyone. God, they're still paying Monte Ellis? Yikes. Who do they get? Okay, okay. Let's see. Oh, Levert. Levert's the last guy they got. He is under contract for two more years. I think they'll keep him. Still fairly young. Going to turn 27 this year. Yeah, yeah. See what he's got. Uh, some bonus. Pretty good player. Yeah, it's really Levert and Sabonis. The, the, this is, the Pacers are one of the deepest teams in the league, I'd say. They just weren't healthy all year. That was a problem. And I guess they really didn't like their coach, T.J. Warren especially. Warren, uh, Warren played uh, under him in Phoenix when he was an assistant coach, and they didn't like him that much. So... I uh, think they'll keep Levert. Keep that one short. Uh, last one, Brooklyn Nets. Who did they get the deadline? It, I'm, I'm seeing if they got someone after Harden. I don't think they did, though. I think that was it because they got Blake Griffin from free agency. In the middle of the season. Uh, no, yeah. So, James Harden, they're not... <laughs> yeah, James Harden, they're going to they're gonna trade him. It's not going anywhere. This is their core. They're, the Nets, they're going to go all in. They're just going to run it back. Harden, Durant, Irving, Harris. Dimwitty. I don't know what they'll do with him. Does he pick up that player option? I think he should. It's for $12 million. I mean, he missed the whole year pretty much. Might as well just get that guaranteed money. And then get to play with Kyrie. Get to play with this core. I wonder if they're going to trade DeAndre Jordan. That's a real question. God, he, w he barely even played in the playoffs. Are you just going to pay this guy nearly $10 million because he's buddies with Durant and Irving? Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot. Might be, uh, be the end of the line. I think they could use... God, they could cobble together Dimwitty and DeAndre Jordan and go after like a $20 million player. But thing is, Kyrie wouldn't like that. Those are his buddies. You don't trade Kyrie's buddies. Then he starts making passive-aggressive comments to the media. So that's it. Those are all the teams. Let's uh, switch gears. Well, want to uh, let you guys know so that's it. We'll finish it off 
next week. Next week's a draft, so we're doing a crossover episode. Me and my buddy Dan Greeny has been on the show a bunch of times. We do a yearly NBA draft podcast. We call it Green Eggs and Sam. And we'll, we're just going to do a, a collab crossover. Green Eggs and Sam slash cane violation. And that'll be that. We uh, will uh, we'll finish off the last six teams. Maybe what we'll do is we'll uh, start from the beginning of the draft. That's typically what we talk about. We usually record it the day after the draft happens and go uh, from 1 to 60. We don't talk about every player in the second round, but uh, some notable ones that Greeny followed in college. We usually have them talk about, but when we get... Well, let's let's figure out what the last six teams are here. It's the Sixers, the Bucks, Hawks, Mavericks, Suns, and Jazz. So when we get to one of their draft picks, we'll, uh, we'll talk about uh, the player they most recently acquired via trade and uh, figure out... Uh, they should keep them or not. Maybe these guys will get traded again draft night. Who knows? But should be should be exciting. Tune in for that. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the movie of the week. It was uh, I don't know. I I have a lot of a lot of feelings about this one. This was called Angela. Came out in 1995. So I found out about it. Um, I mean, like I said, I, I go through this creature feature book and the pay, let me actually open up this book here because the, the page it was on just did not have many good movies or actually it, it had some movies, but it's movies I've seen before. Angela. So my options were Andy Colby's Incredible Video Adventure. I don't know what the hell that is. And You Thought Your Parents Were Weird. Andy Warhol's Dracula. Andy Warhol's Frankenstein. And then The Andromeda Strain and Angel Heart were also on here. But I've seen those movies already. They're actually pretty good movies so this movie Angela was on there no idea what it really was gonna be but one name stood out to me John Ventimiglia Ventimiglia hope I'm saying it right who is that who is that he's a great actor he played Artie Bucco on The Sopranos. I'm a big Sopranos fan, so I recognize the name right away. And I was like, ah, I, I really haven't seen too many other roles that uh, he's done besides Artie Bucco. So, and this was pre-Sopranos. This movie came out in 95. The book says it was released in 96. Uh, they're... Pfft. There's some places that say it was released in 94. 
This movie doesn't even have a thousand votes on IMDb, and that that's usually uh, a sign that's not well known at all. Like under a thousand, it's uh, it's pretty obscure. So IMDb's been around for years. This movie came out. It, it's what twenty five years old, and it has under a thousand votes. It's not many. Not many. So this is just a really haunting movie. Anytime a story involves two young kids, I think the girl is... the So it's two sisters. One could be as young as seven, as old as 10, 11 maybe. And then her younger sister's maybe like five years old. They move out into the country. Their uh, parents were once in a band... And uh, assuming they lived in New York City, the the movie was filmed in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Is that how you say it? Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie? So yeah, it's assumed that maybe they they lived in like uh, you know East Village or something, trying to make it as artists, and uh, they had kids, uh, weren't making any money, decided to move out. To the country where it was cheaper. The mother's kind of like a religious fanatic. Passes this down to her kid. The the oldest daughter. She's having uh, like religious visions, you know. Like almost like you know how Donnie Darko in the movie Donnie Darko would imagine Frank the rabbit. Well, this, this young girl, she's imagining an angel a a it's a it's a gentleman with uh angel wings i think he might be lucifer in the movie but she's she's often referencing god um she's 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 uh you know talking to her her younger sister saying like don't do this or you know, you, you might go to hell, that kind of stuff. And it, it you're kind of wondering, because the mother in the movie clearly has a mental illness. You're wondering if the daughter also has inherited this mental illness. Or if, you know, she's just a kid. Because she is, she's a young child. Kids have overactive imaginations, so... Maybe she's just being playful. Maybe it's just a phase. But it does seem like this girl is going uh, through great lengths to, uh, you know, show show her younger sister uh, how important uh, religion religion is and to follow God and everything like that. And she has she's a lot of bizarre rules it it doesn't it doesn't make sense uh, at one point she pushes a neighborhood kid down a hill later on the kid punches her in the face uh they steal a horse at one point so it it's it's very out there very out there the the scenes that hit me the hardest were uh with the mother. Now the mother is played by get her name. Anna Thompson. 
as soon as I saw her, I was like, I, I've seen this woman in something else. What is it? And then it, then it hit me. It hit me right away, and I was like, oh, I think I know what it is. So I go to her IMDb and scroll down, and yes, this woman was in a movie I watched many times growing up, but she had a very small role in it. It was Baby's Day Out. So if you guys have ever seen that movie, there's a scene where uh, the the mother of the child in the movie, the movie's about a, a baby who goes on the loose and uh, is crawling around in New York City. It's completely ridiculous, but um, you know the parents are out looking for the kid, and then uh, they get tipped off that, oh, this lady might have the child. So the mother of the baby goes up and... Uh, she ends up seeing uh, uh, a lady in an apartment with a with a baby. She thinks it's her baby, and then uh, realizes it isn't. And this lady in the apartment is played by Anna Thompson. So I think I just probably confused the hell out of you guys with uh, that explanation. But if you've seen Baby's Day Out, you know what I'm talking about. So that's where I've seen her. Um, you know, really good at playing like uh distraught woman. <laughs> I mean, she's she's a little distraught in uh, Baby's Day Out as well. You know, so a woman who's just been uh, down in the dumps. Let's just say that. And she does a good job in this movie. And it's just, it's sad. The the stuff she's doing in front of her children, at one point she brings them to a bar and she ends up dancing with another man in front of her children. And then as soon as they uh, are about to go back home, she's telling the, the kids, like, don't, don't tell your dad what you saw. And, like, here, that stuff hits me hard, man. That, that is gut-wrenching. Like, kids should... She's not be involved in this stuff, and uh, it it's shit like that that is, uh, it's a little too real, a little too real to watch. And uh, it turns out the, the mother does have a mental illness, uh, bipolar, ends up uh, having to uh, go to an institution, so it turns out that it's only uh, the father... Ends up raising the girls. Uh, she she actually goes to the institution like pretty early on in the movie. I thought when I read the plot of the movie, I thought the mother was gonna have a bigger role, but it's it's really the kids, the two the two young kids carrying the movie. And it with all the religious like themes and whatnot, it kind of reminds me of the movie Wise Blood. If you've ever seen that, John Huston's Wise Blood. With uh, it stars Brad Dorf, the great Brad Dorf, voice of Chucky. You know that that kind of that kind of mood, that kind of feel. It's very. I mean, it's it's very slow paced. You're out in the country, far away from the city. A lot of a lot of scenes uh, taking place in nature, the woods. You know, hanging out in the boonies. That's what that's what it reminded me of. Even, I mean, it, the, this movie kind of reminded me 
of uh, something that would have came out in the 70s. The, it had that kind of feel to it. The only, the only thing that was different was that the, the two kids were the leads. That's uh, that's not something they really did too much in uh, the 70s, just having two kids carry a whole movie. And, you know, you can tell that um, these 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 aren't like, uh, you know, child actors who've uh, been in uh, all the, have, have this, like, long resume of movies before this one. I, I think the, this was their, uh, these were their only movies that they did. Uh, the two leads. I'm um, checking their IMDb right now. Yeah, they, it looks like they didn't do too many other movies, the two young girls in the movie. Um, yeah, as soon as I started watching this, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to really enjoy this one. This is moving too slow. And then it got, it got better. Then there was some really, really sad scenes in the movie, like I mentioned. And... Then towards the end, the the ending is uh, it's it's unexpected. I will say that it's a it's a it's a bit of a shocking ending, actually. And I I and part of me wants to give it the tier three Alice rating, but I don't think I can, just because there's a couple scenes at the beginning of the movie where. You know, anyone watching the movie is going to be worried that the cops are going to break into their house and put them in handcuffs, send them off to jail. There's some, uh, let's just say there's some nudity in this movie that, um, you know, some, some people have argued that, hey, it's art. I don't think we needed it, though. There was one scene that involved it. You could tell it was making a statement. It's very brief, but it's you really don't need it. It it's it doesn't doesn't enhance the movie at all. It's the the message of the movie is uh it's very clear throughout um Yeah, uh, you just don't need it. You really don't. My opinion, I'm sure people will argue otherwise, even though, like, no one has seen this movie. But I, I've looked at some user reviews on IMDb. I wish the the message boards were still on IMDb. That, that was the best thing, because I watch such random movies that, you know, you can't really find Reddit threads talking about movies like this. They're, they just, they don't exist. So... I get. I guess you can go to like a website that has um, the archives of IMDb, but a little hard to find. Kind of off the beaten path. But yeah, I read some user reviews, and people argue. Uh, people are kind of split between the movies. Some are saying that it, uh, you know, too slow. It's boring, and uh, it's definitely slow. Def definitely uh, a bit of a chore to sit through, especially the very beginning. 
and uh, other people think it's like the, the the American version of 400 Blows. That is literally what someone wrote in one of the user reviews. I don't know about that. I've actually never seen 400 Blows. I've seen the very ending, but that that's about it. We watched it in one of my film classes. I need to watch that. But e- even the book, this so this book is a creature feature book. This, this is not really. There's nothing. This isn't a horror movie. It's not a sci-fi. The only thing that uh, that really would make sense as to why they would include it in this book is the the visions this young girl is having of uh, the angels and whatnot. But I mean, even that—that's a—it's a bit of a stretch. I'm I'm pretty surprised that they would include it in this book. And the book didn't even give it a good rating. It gave it one and a half stars, and uh, I think it goes up to four stars. So, I don't know. It's a little strange. I, 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 I can't recommend this one to you guys. Uh, there's some people that I think would appreciate it, but I gotta give it the tier two Abbey rating. That, that's why I gotta leave it to. But the, I gotta say, there are some scenes that uh will stick with you especially the 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 mom at the bar you know dancing with um another guy in front of the ch- it's it's tough stuff anything involving children hard to see hard to see them go through uh grief all right time to wrap things up here we lost another hip-hop legend this week. Bismarcky passed away in his 50s, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, there were rumors that he, uh, he uh, had passed away a couple weeks prior. 57. 57 years old. Just a uh, very, uh, very important uh, member of uh, of hip hop, uh, the the history of hip hop. From the he's, he's what was his first album was right in the golden era. Right came out right around the time Paid in Full came out. Going off came out in nineteen eighty eight. Collaborated with the Beastie Boys a couple times. They seem to really like him a lot. One of the best beatboxers around. Probably the best. Probably the best. Yeah, he was. You know, did anyone beatbox before Bismarcky? Did he discover beatboxing? I'm honestly curious. knows but he uh he was great i saw him live this was 2015 i want to say it was at the dell music center in philadelphia it was uh one of those old school hip-hop concerts where they get a bunch of legends together cool modi was there 
Naughty by Nature, 112, <laughs> which was super random. 112 wasn't really in that generation. 112 was more like late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, who else was there? Force MDs were there. This marquee was great. He he was really good live. Like he, he did not seem washed up at all whatsoever. He was beatboxing. He's playing all the hits. Crowd was going crazy when Just a Friend came on. It was a. So it was an interesting concert. I I was uh, it, it well it was on a Sunday night, and I didn't even buy the ticket. I lived about an hour away from Philadelphia, and I I gotta be I was not in the concert mood, but I really wanted to see Naughty by Nature, Cool Modi, Bismarcky. These are these are legends hip-hop uh, pioneers that I, I really admired. And, you know, I, f- for reasons like this, you never know when we're going to lose another hip-hop legend. I was like, well, God, they're in town. I got to see them. I had work the next day. Kind of a hard sell to uh, get a friend, say, hey, you want to go to uh Philadelphia, an hour away, uh, on a Sunday night to see Naughty by Nature and uh, Cool Modi, Bismarcky, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I bought the ticket there. There was actually a point where I almost went home after going to Philly, so I was in the parking lot. And there was this cat that was hanging around there. It was one of those really friendly cats, which which really threw me off because most cats I've uh, I've I've been around are you know not not the nicest, kind of kind of in it for themselves. Don't really come up to you and greet you. That's why I like dogs more. But uh, this cat was super nice, and it wanted to it wanted to hang out. And at at one point, I I was like looking around. It there really were no houses around. It was close to a highway, actually. And I was like, this must just be a a lost cat, maybe. Maybe I'll just take it back home because I in the uh, the apartment I lived in lived with a, a few other guys, Greeny being one of them. Uh, they had cats there, so I was like, yeah, they probably wouldn't care if I brought another cat, would they? Maybe they would. But this cat was just so friendly. I was I just I didn't want to let him go. We hung out in my car for a little bit, and I was really debating, like, I, I can't just, I can't leave this cat in my car for the whole concert. He's probably going to tear up all the seats. I was leasing a car at the time. 
So definitely couldn't have that happen. And uh, what am I going to leave them in the trunk? No, no way. So I was really debating just, you know, why don't I just go home now? It's not like I, I came out here for no reason. I made a friend. I should have brought the cat to see Bismarcky. That's what I should have done. But no, I, I let him go. I let him go back outside. And uh, that was that. I went to the show. It's one of the only white kids there. It's the second time this has happened at a concert in the, the Philly, New Jersey area. Especially with these old school hip hop acts, it's um, you know a lot not not too many kids my age, and uh, which I, I don't understand because I know I know a lot of people my age who who like these artists, but uh, I guess I guess they don't care about it as much as I do. But I really wanted to see Nye by Nature. Had to see Naughty by Nature. Cool Modi, and I'm so glad I saw Biz. So, it wasn't for no reason. We're going to start off today's playlist with a track. A the, the file I'm about to play you came from LimeWire. It sure as hell did. This was, I still have all my MP3 tracks on uh, my computer here for the most part. I've, there's a few I'm missing, but uh, coming straight from LimeWire. Yes, this track came from LimeWire. That's where I downloaded it. That's where I acquired it. Acquired via LimeWire. This is Bismarcky. Tony Hawk 4 soundtrack. Rock, rock, Nobody rock. do I had style. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rock, 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 You know who it is. It's the B.I.Z. Marquis. But my man Chad Musk. Yeah. Rock, 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 rock. Guaranteed like, to rock. Like, like this. Like, 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 like this. Rock, like, rock, like, rock, rock, like this, yo. Yeah. The humdinger, the microphone stinger, super bell ringer, here to bring ya, the rhyme technica, the ill funk freaker, coming right out of your speaker, never reaching the peaker, perfection, direction, in any section, my style is kicking like Chinese connection, most valuable poet, 13 years strong, the island of Long is where I belong, first like Goldberg, iller than Godzilla, I scared Michael Jackson into writing a thriller, the ginger rail sipper, the freestyle flipper, never see me in a pair of grand union ground Folk Majuska Coney, down when I was bony One of the foggiest masters of ceremony Jam, jam, Jimmy the Jam Let me, let me, let me tell you who I am New York, Get down, I'll make your hands clap Every time you see me, I'll be doing my thing I'm hella fried king with the disco flow You know it's satisfaction guaranteed 
If you mess with me, you will bleed. Listen to me, cause I'm Z Original B. I Z M A R K. When it comes out the rhyme, like, this is what I say. I'm like super duper dope and open. Rock the microphone, you be scoping. Rock, chillin' the boat, rock, coast to coast. And yeah, I wake up and eat cheese, eggs, and toast. Guaranteed to rock, I don't got no children. I just know that I got to go. Check it out, y'all. 
you know it's me. I'm the original B-I-Z. M to A-R-K, I'm with the E. Rob Swift is down with me. My man Rock Raider is down with me. My man Eclipse is down with me. Sinister is down with me. So come on, everybody, and party! Just had way back. I used to buy you candy lollipops and gumdrops. I even pack an extra sandwich in my lunchbox. You're treating me like dirt and everyone in the school knows. You call me out my name and crack jokes on my school. Jokes on my school. If anyone could make you feel good, girl, I could. But you give me that look like you don't wanna be bothered. But that's okay. Just keep on front seat. Cause one day I'ma make it and you'll be wanting me. Tried hard ever since I graduated to make it big, and yes, I finally made it. Been sick with your videos and TV. Now, everywhere you go, everybody knows me. Now, the tables have turned, and now it's me you're hawking. Now, I turn up my nose and keep on walking. You see, ladies mob me in clubs frequently, and you make it your duty to come and speak to me. Remembering how she played me in the past. Yeah, we can talk, I'm in the rush, please make it fast. And we can start off with all the men you've been with. And don't come poppin' that just a friend bit. Remember how you used to diss me and play me out, how? Come, you got so much stuff to talk about now. The words around town that you're on the money tip. But sorry, I can't do nothing for your honey dip. Support so me as I make my way to the dance floor. And over to the bar because that's what I came for. For me with champagne and roses As I think to myself Thank God for showbiz Everywhere I turn girly throw with me rhythm Drinking and thinking who would be my victim Here comes that girl that used to diss me She whispers in my ear Can she come hope with me Yep, get your coat And we could shoot north Took her to the crib of cold Knocked the boots off After I got it, yeah, I never did call back how she used to front like she was all that It's a new game and the odds are my favor She caught the vapors and nothing could save her huh. What comes around goes around What comes around goes around You know what I'm talking about What comes around goes around What 
around goes around. Uh-uh-uh, uh-uh-uh. What comes around goes around. What comes around goes around. You know what I'm talking about. What comes around goes around. What comes around goes around. Or just have a seat and listen to the way in what I am slaying. A different kind of rapper language that I am saying to all the party people that it go but for info. When it comes to rocking parties, I am a nympho maniac, brainiac for doing my dancing. My record make the music will put you in a trance and transcend your body and like it. Take my cardigan, you won't be fighting the ill and you just be partying down with the funky sound with yours truly. I'm the original B I Z I mean, okay, I will the E and I the aim to have fun and not be number one and just here to let you know. Who's like fun in a place And everywhere that I perform and do a show Show As long as you know that Nobody beats the biz 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 You know me at the B-I-C-M-A-R-K-I-E-N I go for what I know doing a show for human beings I'm guaranteed to rock to make the ladies scream and shout I'm bound to wreck your body as they turn the party out The Marty rapper Joe Chapa always have a form And when you hear the biz monkey you get the job done Yes I'm the M-A-R-K-I-E You know that's me I got the stutter step to keep it check my speed is so you need it so you They say I look and sound funny but I don't be caring I rock the Latin quarter root top being square and Roseland The Hawthorne, Madison, Square Garden Even my Footworth fit at Java Center Part in the way that I be talking about the places I be rocking I love to perform For the people that be clocking Not saying that you're on mine Don't want it like I want it But you pay for a good performance Go on it, you want it That's why I'm here to be like Letting you know That I'm a highly recognized the kick of this going Making people laugh And have a lot of enjoyment I'm the best person For this type of employment That's why, that's why Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Break a dawn when you buy food cheap, you need a coupon. I catch a sale retail before it gets stale. So hurry up and get the wick, check out the mail and shop non stop. By how I hip hop on the mic and like make it cooperate with the rhythm. That is what I give them. Reagan is depressed, but I voted for Shirley Chisholm. It might sound confusing the style that I'm using, but in the end, I'm sure that you will find it quite amusing and funny. Oh, honey, it's just ridiculous. Don't try to front, come on and admit you was thrilled. Chill, your heart was a so respect the architect as I begin to build Science and my reliance is upon my rap Like Carl Lewis, I get to it So let's go to lap Let's go to lap Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the biz Nobody beats the beast. Nobody beats the beast. Nobody beats the beast. 